Welcome to episode 26 of the Painting Experience podcast. On the podcast, founder Stuart Cubley explores the potential of the emerging field of process arts and shares inspiration from his ongoing workshops and retreats. In this episode, Stuart shares recent workshop experiences that illustrate the powerful shift that occurs when we let go of our planning mind and allow a deeper creative force to guide our hand. There's a shift that happens in process painting, in this meeting with yourself that occurs when you're painting without an agenda and without an aesthetic and without a plan, there's something that's born. And of course it's born on the painting. We do see the surprising results from acting intuitively and spontaneously, but what's really born is inside, it's internal. What occurs on the painting is really just the tip of the iceberg. The real meaning of the process is under the surface, and it's happening within the painter. And it's truly a transformational moment. Something is born in this experience of painting for process, a phase change of the psyche, a movement from one way of being to another way of being. And this is really the essence and the meaning of process painting. It's not at all what happens on the surface. It's as though a long slumber is being interrupted and someone is waking up. Some eyes that have been long closed are finally seeing and the person behind those eyes has shown up. And it necessitates a meeting There's a moment that occurs in this process that I sometimes call the oh shit moment. It's like, uh uh-oh, there's no way out of here. I'm on to myself. I'm seeing all my strategies, and I can't use them anymore. I feel rather undefended and vulnerable and exposed. And that meeting is absolutely essential for this quality of the process to manifest, for this awakening to happen. We have to go through the fire. And the fire presents itself through this moment where we realize we truly don't know where to go. That the strategies that we brought to the table are just skin deep. They're not going to work for us. I was working with a woman just recently, and she had started her painting, and at a certain point she just got stopped and got blocked. And she said, This is going nowhere. I had an idea this morning when I was going to paint that I was going to resolve this issue in my life. And I brought this to the painting and I was very convinced I was going to find some answer and it is not working. And my whole idea, it's so silly. It brought her to a dead stop. And this agenda that she brought to the table, this problem that she was going to solve through the painting process went nowhere And it brought her back to this uh uh-oh moment. She was exposed. She was exposed to her own device of trying to control. She was exposed to her own habit of trying to manage her experience and control what was going to happen in the painting process. And it brought her to a dead end. And this dead end, this uh uh-oh moment, is the beginning of the meeting. This is where the meeting actually starts. Because what the meeting asks of us is to be undefended, to let go of all the plans, 
to let go of all the hopes and all of the ways in which we think and project the experience happening in the future, to let go of all of that. And that's a very poignant moment. It's one in which we'll go to great extremes to avoid, of course. We have all sorts of ways in which we're defended against that moment. And so, in working with this person, when she recognized that her plan, that her agenda was not going to serve her, it brought her back to this moment of not knowing, this uh uh-oh moment, uh uh-oh, I don't know where I'm going to go now, I don't know what to do. And there's a temptation, of course, to start a new painting at that point, to say, okay, well, that's not working, I'll start something else. But it's actually more powerful to stay within the uh uh-oh moment and keep working, and to allow then the painting to come from a very different place, which is no longer managed, it's no longer controlled, it's no longer trying to achieve something. And in doing that, the shift takes place. In giving up that control, something else takes over. We recognize that there's a much deeper level of motivation that we can be moved from a deeper strata of our being that's not this planning mind. And that's the shift that takes place when we give up the planning mind and allow this deeper strata to actually be guiding us. There's something incredibly satisfying about that. Time disappears. The brush seems to know where it wants to go. There's a quality of flow. There's an expansiveness of being. And as I say, it's as though these eyes that have been long closed are now opened and we're being guided. We're being guided by something which is ourselves and yet not ourselves as we know generally. It's not our ego selves. It's not our normal consciousness, but it's us. In the same session, I was working with a woman who had filled her painting with a number of colors, sort of horizontally. There was a lighter color, almost a sky on the top, and then another blue, and then red, and everything got filled up very quickly. And so then she got stopped, and she said, you know, I was reading in your book the chapter on Don't Kill the Void. And I feel like I've really blown it here. I've killed the void. I've filled the painting up with this color, and... There's no space left, and I don't know where to go, and what was I thinking anyway? And I feel like the potential is just ruined. Here was that uh uh-oh moment. She had reached the uh uh-oh moment. And, of course, we're convinced when we reach that moment that all is lost, and we have to abandon ourselves, we have to throw in the towel, and in her mind that meant taking the painting down and seeing if maybe the second one would be a little bit better, and she wouldn't make a mistake again, convinced that she had made a mistake. So here was the uh-oh moment. And I said, well, let's wait a minute here. What if we don't take the easy route here? What is this habitual tendency that we have of judging what we're doing and therefore giving us an escape route so we don't have to do it? You've done something here. It's now a base that you can build on. Something can happen within this field of color. If you don't tell yourself and go down that old route of having made a mistake and therefore all is lost. And this was the meeting, right? This is the uh uh-oh moment. This is the 
moment of truth with herself where she can say, oh, I see that tendency. I see that desire in myself to diminish myself and my experience and therefore make everything worthless. And so if you take that away, what's left? What's left is this moment of potential, this moment of vulnerability, because you don't know where to go, but you can no longer play the game of abandoning yourself. And so you have to be present, and you can't take the easy way out. And there's a quality here of awakening that occurs. This is the meeting. She picked up a brush, and she found herself, well, since I don't have to worry about having made a mistake and I'm not doing something wrong, I'll just do something here. And the brush started to move, and these forms started to take place at the very bottom of the painting, and then it felt good. There was a quality of flow. There was no questioning. The phase change had occurred. She was back then in this rather timeless dimension, and she was inhabiting herself more fully. There was a quality of presence and a quality of being that was not there before. So these are just examples of this meeting that can occur with ourselves that on the first glimpse feels like, uh-oh, I don't want to be here. This is what I've been trying to avoid for so long. And yet, when you see the strategies that we have built up over the years and recognize them and you're on to them, so you're not going to give them any more juice, you're not going to give them any more attention, then something can happen. In that same session, this was a very rich session, by the way, and I noticed there was this underlying thread of conversation that occurred, and it was an exploration of this meeting that was occurring, and it was happening in many different people. So there was another woman who had a painting mostly filled up. It was big. It was like six by eight, and it had all sorts of swirls and lines. It was without figures, without recognizable imagery, and was very fulfilling for her to do. And towards the end, she had been outlining a lot of the shapes that were there in black. And then she found herself putting some dots. And she found a lot of satisfaction in filling up these dark outlines with yellow dots. And then at a certain point, she got stopped. And she said to me, you know, these dots are just meaningless. I have no reason for doing these. They're just decorative. I feel like I've really lost my connection with the flow here, and I'm, I'm just now back into, into being decorative, and it just feels so shallow. It's often a place where we feel blocked that we actually have the potential for a deeper level to emerge. And here she had this idea come up that her dots were just decorative and therefore meaningless and not worthy of doing. And so we explored that, and I asked her, whether the brush was tired of the dots or not. And she said, oh, no, it was fine. I mean, I could keep doing them, but, you know, they're just meaningless. They're just decorative. I don't want to waste my time being decorative. I've got more to say than that. And I said, well, the brush doesn't lie. The brush is the one that's really running the show here. Let's let the brush see what it wants to do. So she went back to her dots, and an hour and a half later, she's still doing dots, and she's totally lost in the flow. She's totally in that timeless state and a happy camper on top of it, deeply fulfilled through these seemingly innocuous little dots that she was doing. This phase change 
this shift that can occur in the painting process takes many different forms, but it's going to announce itself often through blockage, through dead end, through a sense of wanting to quit, of wanting to abandon what we're doing and the feeling that we're doing something wrong. If you recognize this, then you begin to be onto yourself. You're suspicious of the voices that want to have you give up. And you say, wait a minute, ah, here's the meeting. What's really being asked of me is being vulnerable here. What's really being asked of me is to be undefended, to not use my habitual strategies of avoidance, and to be willing to be present with this deep quality of not knowing and of being a little lost, of not being sure of myself. Isn't this what's required of the creative act itself, that we be that vulnerable, that we be that fresh, that we don't have some sort of rote technique to get over this difficult moment, that we have to be open and undefended and available. And for that reason, it's never going to go away. It's not like we're going to get over this need for having this meeting. <laughs> Sometimes people say to me, you know, I've been process painting for a long time, and how come I still get to this place? How come I still get stuck? Thank God you still get stuck. Thank God you still are challenged, that this process still has the teeth to challenge you and bring you to this place of openness and availability where you don't have the ability to manage your experience any longer. We still have to let go. And we have to let go in a new way each time. It's not like it's ever the same. And we have to reach deeply into our own being and find a new way to respond to the situation that's truly going to be fresh. And there's a moment recognizing that we realize how much we need that, how much we are actually wanting that, that there's a deep thirst for that awakening. And there's a deep thirst for that awakening in the world as well. You can learn more about the painting experience and find a list of upcoming process painting workshops by visiting our website at www.processarts.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. The theme music for this podcast comes from Stefan Jacob. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again soon.